take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome back, and we're here with Chris Deering of The Sound That Ends Creation. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. How's it going, man? <laughs> Mike with the very blunt intro there. <laughs> I'm doing really good. We're, um, so yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> that was a little stilted, but um, yeah, we're uh, eagerly uh, awaiting this you know, album coming out. Uh, you know, you're kind of like a one-man machine, so you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, so uh, album drops on Friday. Uh, Metal Injection actually uh, premiered the album yesterday, so I've been getting a lot of uh, people telling me that it's good. I, I hope that it is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been doing this since uh, 2016. This is my fifth album, so uh, yeah, a little prolific, I guess you could say. Hell yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've only really gotten to hear the uh, three pre-release tracks and um i guess just like 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 right off the point i mean i, I you know i kind of heard some of your influences on a previous interview so like kind of got an idea but i gotta know are you is there is there any like mike Patton coming through here honestly so i get compared to mr bungle a lot on this album i've never heard mr bungle Ooh. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i need to check him out i need to check it out for sure i just ha- hadn't gotten around to it um my big influences would be uh daughters like a hundred percent so good the the, uh the uh canada songs album especially um big fan of uh uh see you next tuesday and uh the the reason why i added in the horns and stuff is because i heard this band i believe they're from indonesia called uh lefty fish i don't know if you guys ever heard of them no not Not okay so it's uh imagine a jazz band playing math core and that's essentially what you got is absolutely insane and it's like literal jazz but in a math core context it's really really insane i'm I'm gonna check that out (laughs) being the resident chaotic guy here (laughs) it's kind of my job (laughs) yeah they have like a full-on horn section and it's just wild man it's like vocals and stuff too Oh yeah, it's uh, a woman. I, I forget her name now, but uh, yeah, she does screams and this weird, like, kind of high-pitched uh, spoken 
thing, I guess. Uh, I don't know how to really explain it. You got to check it out, though. Uh, they have an album called uh, Hello Kitty Spunk, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I guess I guess since, um, you know, noted Mike Patton, but um, I, I'm feeling a heavy like sarcasm <laughs> in the writing. I mean, we're you know, I'm pretty familiar with the last few releases you put out. You know, we, we brought you on the show uh, a few times now, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It just just it is there anything to that? Um, so I hate writing lyrics. It's like the worst part of the writing process for me. So I don't know, man. I was just pissed and uh I just wanted to add in a little bit of humor to it. So okay. <laughs> that, that's where it comes from. Uh actually the whole time I was uh writing lyrics and stuff, I was watching Rick and Morty on repeat because this is during the uh lockdown and there's nothing to do, so just decided that I'd never seen Rick and Morty before. I watched it the whole series like six times by the end of the lockdown, <laughs> and uh, that's where a lot of this comes from. That was a good time to, to, to find and watch all of Rick and Morty, absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So um, one man machine, like I said earlier. Uh, you want to talk about maybe like your writing process a little bit? Uh, sure. So uh. A lot of the times I'll have just like this tune that just pops into my head just randomly walking around. So I'll uh, bring out my uh, my phone and record in a memo of me doing guitar parts essentially with my mouth, which is really weird. And uh, when I get the chance uh, to sit down, uh, I just try to work that out on guitar, making a scratch track, uh, leave that for like, I don't know, a month or something like that, and then come back to it and do it again for real. And then wait a while too, and then come back and do the actual drums and the keyboards and all that stuff. I like to uh, space a lot of time out um, between like writing different parts because I don't want a, a song to like get stuck in my head and me think that it's good just because like I remember it. If that makes sense. Totally. I feel like I feel like that was uh, something that was uh, letting weaker tracks through on my past album so just trying to space out the time so i forget what it is essentially it's really weird no no i mean but, it makes uh, complete sense <laughs> it's like one of the uh, one of the edm guys i would watch because i kind of like fucking around with uh fruity loops and stuff um he would say the same sort of a thing he would be like look if you're really digging on a beat at night but you've been listening to it for 20 minutes on loop like maybe stop come back in the morning and see if it still kind of grooves with you at all or not dude exactly exactly so uh with the actual song structures man like you know you've got some really uh offbeat shit going on yeah uh <laughs> stuff that even for the genre you don't typically hear um you know a lot of the i guess you would call them clean sections yeah if you want to <laughs> like kind of uh like weird jazzy like where how do you decide to interject something like that into one of these songs? Like, where's the point where you think, you know, uh, thematically and musically, this just kind of fits here. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It just sort of happens, I guess. Um, the, where all that stuff comes from, I'm actually a really big fan of oldies music, like stuff from like the forties and fifties. Uh, that's what I like grew up on, you know, just, uh, my mom taking me to like daycare and shit back in the day. Uh, we would have an oldie station playing. So all these songs are like, I don't know. I, I absolutely love the oldie stuff. So I was trying to do like a, uh, 
oh what's that guy's name frank sinatra kind of thing i guess okay it didn't, it's not as good but, but uh <laughs> that's what i was trying to, <laughs> that's so, what i was trying to do <laughs> so like the big and, big bandy stabs types type things yeah yeah exactly exactly and uh i don't know how i decide where it goes necessarily it's like, like i said it's just something that happens uh most of my writing is like stream of consciousness so i'm not like really sitting down and think, saying, okay, we're going to do this section in uh, this time signature and then switch to this time signature and stuff. It's just like how it comes out of my head. It's incredible that, <laughs> I mean, it blows me away. I, so uh, confession time. I, I completely remember having like a, a line of messages like a couple years ago when we first maybe talked and like I had a long list of bands that we were supposed to interview. <laughs> and then it got so overwhelming and so much time went by that I just like kind of walked away from it. But I'm so glad to be having the conversation because like beyond the fact that like, I mean, I'm the chaotic guy, right? Like this, like the sound that ends creation has been <clears throat> impressive, but like you, you're moving at such a rate to a point. Like, I mean, like I said, I heard on your previous interview, you had doubts like you're totally on the level like Dowboys and like leading what I think is like the chaotic sound right now. I mean, it's just amazing. It's coming from one person. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. Sometimes it feels like uh, I don't matter at all. And then other times so someone will say like, oh, you released my album of the year. And I'm like, dude, that's insane. Like, <laughs> I just can't believe that. That's crazy. I'm like, there's no way that this is the album of the year. Like, all right. But but uh, yeah, man, like the outpour of support I've gotten from from this so far has been pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty great. So um, has there been any sort of like a main motivating sort of emotion to put the new album out? Like, is there a core theme you're trying to put across or I mean, with a name like Memes, Dreams, Flying Machines? I feel like there might be. Um, I mean the the like lyrics. Uh, I, I guess the the lyrical theme is that nothing matters and like all of us are gonna die, so might as well just do whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's no like motivation. To, it's just like I had all these sounds in my head and let's get them out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it did. I was gonna say definitely. Uh, lyrically, there are certain uh, certain tracks like uh, the uh, staring into the jaws of capitalism and saying yes, daddy, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that. I was looking at the lyrics and I was like, ah, oh, God, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Some of you, it's always glad to hear an album that kind of slaps that stuff in front of you to mm -hmm. be like, ah, oh, yeah, God damn it, you dirty bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like how I plugged my band camp at the end of that? I yes, that yes, really yes, that's perfection. <laughs> that's what is known as good writing. Yeah. <laughs> Wit. <sighs> so how you been making out during this lockdown? Oh, dude, I love it, man. Like, I don't get out much anyway. And now I, like, without having to work and stuff, I finish this album, like, maybe three times faster than what I would normally finish just because I could do this all day. So, like, I actually really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> are you back to work or are you still off? Uh, yeah, I'm back to work. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sucks. Yep, trudging along again. 
Yeah. <laughs> do you have any, um, I guess, like, I guess everybody's still sort of waiting, but, like, do you have any hypothetical plans at, like, live gigs down the, down the road next year? I want to get out so bad. Um, there's a little thing brewing. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. But uh, any bands listening, dude, I would love to be support. I'm a small guy. You can fit me in your trunk of your car. We can we can just go <laughs> tour the country. I'm down. <laughs> how do you how do you do your live shows? Uh, so I haven't done a live show under the Sound of Creation yet, but I've had a couple of other one man bands in the past. And uh, for those, I, I just hooked up my iPod to the sound system. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this time around, I, I got some ideas to make it really interesting. Like, I don't know, maybe a projection going on behind me and stuff. And I, I think we, I can make it really interesting. Just for your own personal uh, curiosity, uh, are you familiar with Author and Punisher? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. So, yeah, you've seen his live set? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, pretty it's sick. so crazy. Yeah, oh, that dude. Does he like make all those mind. machines and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? That's crazy, dude. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't fucking imagine. Apparently, he gets to shows and just starts like drilling shit into tables and whatnot because <laughs> he has to like actually mount tools to fucking make all this fucking noise. Dude, uh, that is wild. That's like taking it to the next level, you know. Um, so were you always sort of like a fan of like chaotic music or? So, uh, back in the day when I was in high school, which is when this was like really blowing up, I didn't pay attention to it at all. I was like straight metal elitist, you know, just going around wearing the cannibal corpse shirts and emperor <laughs> shirts and wondering why I wasn't getting laid, you know, and just trying to stay as, <laughs> trying to stay as far away from the people wearing their sister's jeans as possible, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh back in 2016 uh, i was working on some like black and death project that's supposed to be kind of like a behemoth thing and i just realized how boring this stuff is man like sometimes it, it just all sounds the same to me i don't know man and so i was like you know what were those kids listening to uh, oh yeah see you next tuesday let's let's see what that was all about and listen to parasite and it just all changed from there man i was just like holy shit what have i been missing out on you know See, I guess I I don't know what happened with See You Next Tuesday because I've heard more references to that band in the last week than I ever have in my life. Um, oh, really? And I'm like, dude, I was I was into that whole thing. I mean, Number 12 Looks Like You and Fear Before the March of Flames and that like the whole chaotic scene, Dillinger, Converge. Like, I don't I don't know how I missed them, but everybody seems to have some fond recollections of them. You were also. In oh, dude, they're so good. Were you also in uh, interested in wearing your sister's pants? I they weren't hers i bought them myself <laughs> <laughs> god damn it do you have like a white belt and a little carabiner holding Fuck yeah. And stuff? yeah i still, oh, I still have god. the beaner <laughs> i had the whole yeah yeah it was pretty bad <laughs> i think i got junk problem from it <laughs> but yeah it's funny how that that fucking happens though and like i mean there are so many fucking bands that i wrote off back in the day because of their fan base mm-hmm uh, right, right. I mean, because honestly, that fan base was a giant <laughs> steaming pile of shit. Sorry, right, I'll take yeah, yeah. It was the worst. Those people were the worst, and I'm glad they're gone. Uh, but there was a lot of good music that was that you know they were kind of hi not even hiding, but you know the rest of us were just like, oh fuck that shit. I'm gonna listen to terror. Yeah, I mean, uh, right. <laughs> or like you said, I mean, even the grind scene back then. I mean, with daughters and um, and Albatross just came back around and released some amazing songs 
Right? That's really good shit, man. Did you hear them? Oh, yeah, dude. Crazy. An album shot is awesome, man. Oh, man, I was so surprised to hear them come out with fire. Um, right? I, I hope that it leads to a full length. Same. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. That would be incredible. Jesus, I don't think I've seen them in, like, well over a decade at this point. <laughs> so, right? I thought they were dead, honestly, until they uh, were headlining <laughs> Macor Index. <laughs> I mean, that's not unfair. I felt like they did do probably a lot of drugs and stuff. But, um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you you so you haven't played any live sets yet. Yeah, not not under this name yet. Not under this name. Okay. Yeah, I don't like uh, going and playing like in the local scene without like any sort of fan base behind you because nobody really goes out to shows. Like, so I, I live like thirty to forty minutes away from the bars and stuff. So I would tell my friends about the show, but like it, you're trying to convince somebody to drive an hour and a half to two hours, like there and back or whatever to come see you play like 20 minutes and it, so it's really hard to drive people out there you know what i mean and uh my music is so niche like there's just not the bands out here to really like play with i mean now there's a couple now there's a couple but uh yeah but like it's it's just really hard to like build a base and now i feel like i, I kind of have that base so i feel like I, I would do better like going out and touring with you know the similar bands that are around the country yeah wow i didn't consider that so you're coming out of texas right yeah um so there isn't like a built like you don't have sort of like a built-in local scene i guess i guess everything's do you live in like a spread out area uh i live in allen texas which is like i was saying like 30 minutes away from dallas and then an hour away from fort worth so (laughs) you know a little bit of distance not too much and uh now there's actually a couple of bands around here uh Pillar of Wasps and uh, yeah. oh my god, what was the Dude, name? Dude, they're cool as shit. The God Awful Truth is around here also, mm. so like they're starting to you know pop up. So we'll yeah. start to get a scene, I guess. <laughs> Do you have any inside information on Pillar of Wasps? What's what's with those like two tracks and then? <laughs> well, yeah. so when Dark Trail was saying that they're going to release another band from Texas, I totally thought it was going to be Pillar of Wasps, but it's, <laughs> I have no insider information. But that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> Turns out it's a God Awful Truth. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one, man. I mean, it's it's hard for us to even think about because we're so close to fucking Philly, where like you know you fucking you start a band and fucking two months later there's you know people showing up, like people roll up with their whole fucking crew <laughs> to a show. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have a really good uh, scene out there too, like a really good uh, math course scene out there. Every, it's incredible. Everything is pretty good by Philly. I mean. <laughs> You could be into obscure like we we've like got noise shows, jazz got, like, or something. Yeah, you'd find mm. shows for it. That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, not right now. I, like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, normally everything's great. Yeah, hmm. that's the that's the 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 real shitty side of this whole thing. Just not getting out to fucking shows. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah go to my paintball tournaments everybody walks around like nothing's going on it's like well couldn't we have a show there's the same amount of people <laughs> nah here. man they tried that in new york and someone fucking called the cops on them <laughs> oh for real That's yeah wild, i dude. think in upstate new york there was some hardcore show everyone got in a shitload of trouble which wow. like just just leave them be man don't fucking snitch on shit whether you agree or not <laughs> fuck out of here i've heard about people doing uh rooftop shows like that sounds really interesting 
Oh, that sounds socially cool. distanced up there on like a rooftop or whatever, so it's open ah, air and everything. Right. That's, and yeah, I haven't heard anything about anything like that. That's fucking. That's a cool fucking idea. It also, is. you could just fucking elbow drop the crowd then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, people are going to all kinds of lengths to do shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, we watched fucking Sheer Terror do a live set over the internet, which is weird. Uh, you know, you're used to seeing them with a full audience and shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Polly just sat down in the middle of it and just had like a 20 minute discussion <laughs> sitting on a stool. I was like, this is, uh, I mean, it was funny, but this is fucking weird. <laughs> the Mathcore Index streamed their fest this year, too. That's pretty badass, man. It's really cool what people can, like, uh, you know, make happen in this sort of situation. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't imagine going through this when I was younger. Just landlocked. Oh, stuck with my family. Oh, oh God. (laughs) I didn't even think about that, man. Like, I'm fucking, you know, a fucking adult with a job and shit. Like, an apartment. Yeah, holy fuck. Right? Just being stuck (laughs) at home with, like, your parents and siblings? What a fucking nightmare. Good album fuel. (laughs) Well, I mean... Well, yeah, unless you're mean, you can't write for shit. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's nothing. Then it's a bad time. (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. So, yeah, I mean, the the quarantine helped you fucking write this uh, way faster, which is cool. Um, I mean, what are you thinking moving forward? Are you going to kind of ride this album for a while, try to get, you know, live shit going, or... uh, do you kind of go full steam ahead and just, like, start writing down the next shit that pops into your mind? Yeah, uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, go full steam ahead. Um, I would t- probably tour with this material and uh, try to release something, like, around the same time next year. It's probably the, the plan. I don't know. I, I've been... I've been toying with the idea of doing like a Christmas EP, <laughs> like just <laughs> mutilating Christmas songs. I think that'd be hilarious. I yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was actually looking into um, Christmas sweaters, like <laughs> ugly Christmas sweaters. Let's see how much it would cost to print up like twenty or something. I, th- I thought that'd be hilarious. They usually sell. They they usually do pretty good, man. I feel like they do anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a nugget of an idea right now, but I think that'd be hilarious. Do it. Get something out for the get something out for the holidays. I feel like everybody just dumped um everything they had this month, like last week. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking batshit. Deftones. Well, I mean, I'm wait, what? Start. What happened last week? Just on the fucking last Friday, like nine million bands dropped albums. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh shit! They were all really fucking good too. I know. It's the worst part, like I don't have money to buy all this shit, man. <laughs> I don't even have time to listen to it. I, it's weird. Sake. It's like I heard that one Deftones single, and I was like, nah. And then everybody said, dude, but the rest of the album's so good. And I'm like, Whoa. oh, dude, I totally forgot that that came out. I need to check that out. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're always you always get fucking mixed reviews from people. There's always a group of people who are just waiting to to jump off of the Deftones bandwagon. Like, this is like, oh, this is the album. Fuck this one. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Does anyone really care that much at this point? So, you weren't really too typically into, I guess, Chaotic, I guess, in high school, but um, 
it sounds like you've really kind of like I guess dove into it at this point. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I guess has that branched out um, beyond like your typical sort of a uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I guess chaotic and under one umbrella. But um, I guess what what's got you jazzed up right now? Um. So I have my own podcast. So I've been diving into a lot of uh, other bands like. Uh, you know um discographies so i've been listening to a lot of needle play uh, starting to listen to a lot of uh bathe um but these are still like chaotic bands uh i don't know man i, I guess i listen to this stuff in like oldies <laughs> <laughs> i feel that dude i do uh <laughs> what's your podcast called plug that shit uh, the cast that ends creation. Uh, I interview mathcore <laughs> bands. <laughs> that is awesome. The uh, last one had horse torso on it, and I'm going to be interviewing Bathe live this Sunday at uh, seven central at Twitch.tv/slash the cast that ends creation. Word. Nice. Fucking a man. Uh, yeah, dude. Doing a fucking doing a podcast has introduced me to more shit in the past five years than like. I managed to stumble across on my own in like fucking 25 years before that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Right, I'm already feeling it. I'm already feeling that. Yeah, it's real wild because it, it's uh, it's kind of a fucking it's a it's a double edged sword, man. Because it's like it's fun as fuck, and you and you hear all types of new shit, but then it's also like listening becomes work, which is kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah I uh, realized, oh shit, I have to get this uh, these notes together for, the, for this thing coming up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like balance work and that, and then promoting the album and promoting the cast and all that stuff. You know, I'm constantly doing something. Yeah, man. I, I, I struggle enough between doing a fucking podcast and working. I can't imagine <laughs> writing albums and, you know, trying to keep a band going, uh, even if it is a one man project the whole fucking time. Um, yeah, which I mean to mention, or I meant to ask, um, do you mix and master on your own, or just mix? Oh, I mix and master, and that is the worst part of recording, man. Like, it, it's so much more difficult than you think it is. Like, I spent a month at least just banging my head against my car steering wheel trying to make this thing work because, like, I, do y'all have experience with mixing and mastering? A little bit. I never. I wouldn't call what I did mastering, but I sure tried. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, well that was me in the beginning man if you listen to all the different all my albums from like the past up to now it, you can tell that i get a little bit better each time um but uh yeah so you have to make your music sound good on all like devices and sound systems and stuff so right. it's got it's got to really sound good on your phone and really sound good on your car though because the phone will cut out all the bass stuff and it makes it mono instead of stereo mm. so like your stuff going on on the peripheral of, you know your peripheral uh listening i guess uh doesn't sound correct so uh you gotta make it sound good on the phone and make it sound good on the car which increases the bass a lot of the car stereos will pump up the bass so uh you get something that sounds really good on like your studio speakers put it on your phone you're just like okay this is pretty sweet go out to your car and it just sounds completely flat and awful and you just want to kill yourself yep. man like this is like the 50th mix you put together and put on there and just like oh i am done dude story <laughs> sitting there quietly sobbing at your guitar, at your uh, car steering wheel <laughs> story of my life oh I, I have like a bank of like 50 songs that are in some stage of progress and yeah 
getting that like you know you listen to something well produced especially electronic and it's got all of that bass all the sub bass all correctly dialed in and then yeah i go over to one of my mixes and it's like <laughs> that's cute <laughs> dude that's how i've been feeling man <laughs> i like just kind of stumbled across what it ended up sounding like so um, uh, i really recommend uh easy mix like i know it's cheating but just getting pre-made uh things you can just drop into your uh daw is so nice oh my god can't recommend it enough easy mix do you use something on your back end like ozone or it's actually called easy mix well it's called easy mix uh it's by tune track it's the guys that do superior drummer and stuff okay. and uh they're uh presets made by like uh audio engineers and such and uh they have like uh ones for like mastering ones for like you know guitar eqs and stuff like that and it is so good it huge lifesaver i have to look into it honestly <laughs> So when, I mean, in that process, like you mentioned, you just kind of stumble across it, but like, you know, when do you have that moment, I guess, uh, or it's like, this is it, like, this is what I'm fucking going with. Oh, I had that moment a couple of times, actually. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, this is it, this is it. And then I wake up the next morning and listen to it. And I'm like, that sounds like crap, man. <laughs> so yeah, it happens multiple times and eventually you just got to tell yourself, this is it. Don't, don't do it anymore. Don't torture yourself anymore. Yeah. Yep. So, um, all that, I guess all that being said, you play guitar? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> I, he's got a lot of instruments going on. I was about to go down the list. You play saxophone? <laughs> no, no. So, uh, the way that I come up with all that stuff, um, I, so I don't know how to play the piano, synthesizers, any of that stuff. Uh, the way that I do it, there's a uh, little plug-in in uh, Reaper, that w which is my uh, digital audio workstation, which uh, can turn your guitar, bass, whatever, into MIDI notes. So you can see like where the note needs to be so that it sounds in harmony with like the guitars and stuff, if that makes sense. Okay. And so you just kind of map it out and make like chords and stuff out of like the little notes that this is producing. Like whenever you first turn it into MIDI, it looks like just this storm of notes and you have to like, I don't know, get away, get all the, the crap that's not really what you want out of there. And it's, it's actually kind of a intimidating thing to come up against, but uh, I, I figured out how to do it. And so, yeah, I can add in pianos and saxophones and trumpets and all that good stuff. Work. It's uh, kind of crazy, man. Uh, Cause it doesn't have like, you know, your, your, your music doesn't have that like, Oh, this is clearly synthesized sound to it. Um, I mean, oh, I maybe appreciate that. it might be because there's so much going on that it's hard for me to focus in on one thing, but it never has that, like, that's you know, a, that's, uh, a, that's a huge compliment. For yeah, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Paul, is that it never has that fucking uh, shitty DMX horns <laughs> beat <laughs> sort of sound where right. it's like, oh, this is some idiot on a Casio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 808s. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some really good, uh, really good um, VSTs out there, though. So. Yeah, you can get stuff that sounds pretty realistic nowadays. Yeah, I had I mean, I didn't I didn't know until very recently uh that this was a one-man project that's still kind of like blowing my mind. Uh cuz it's a I mean, Jesus Christ, you have so much going on in those songs. Uh you know, it's it, the the thought of even trying to write anything uh that complex is kind of mind-boggling. Uh how do you choose like the instrumentation for uh 
for these different tracks or do you just kind of throw things at it until you're like yeah that works 100 percent. i just throw things at it until until it works (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah i like i said i get the sound in my head it's usually like i don't know first three or four riffs and and just sit down and start figuring those out and then another riff will pop into my head and another riff and i just keep going till it just stops and that's that's the end <laughs> no i can i don't know if this is how it works for like other artists or whatever but uh yeah like it, i just have music going in my head most of the time i could totally appreciate that um do you find yourself sort of like uh constantly sampling like listening to things out in your daily life and like oh i want to try and make that sound in a song or something yeah, hundred percent. Um, a lot of the uh, guitar technique uh, that I do is taken from uh, Chris Arp of Psyopus. He uh, has a bunch of playthrough videos, and I'll watch those and be like, "That's how he made that freaking sound, man!" Like, I gotta get that in, in this album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm so fucking happy that you just mentioned Psyopus, because uh, that like they were uh, kind of my first stepping stone into uh, like this style in general and um listening you know especially listening through in the past couple days uh Syop has really came to mind uh and now it makes a lot of sense <laughs> that you know that's uh something that you specifically took influence from oh i really appreciate comparing me to them like dude chris harp is just on another level man that, that's pro- possibly the best guitarist of all time in my opinion just the way he manipulates the guitar and gets these weird sounds just from like using his whammy bar in weird ways and stuff like uh he has a method where he taps a string and flicks the whammy bar and it makes this uh i don't even know how to describe it like a weird fluttering sound and it's really really hard to describe but uh yeah that, that guy's just insane dude yeah and so insanely overlooked uh it, it's always shocking to me how few people are like are into Cyapus, uh in in the scene like it's right? I, you would expect him to to just be fucking massive because uh, I, I was just interviewing a band last sunday uh horse torso and they were they did some of them didn't know who Cyopus was i'm like how do you not know who Cyopus was it was the guitar players and i'm like what like how do you not know them <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so much of uh, even even the stuff that's happening now that's really cool and that I think is kind of like moving the the scene forward. Like he kind of did it a while ago <laughs> at this right? point. Um, I mean, it's cool that people are also like kind of stumbling across some of it on their own. But like, yeah, I think I, I feel like if more people had paid attention, we we might be even further mm-hmm. <laughs> with the sound now. You know, it's funny you guys are kind of going down that thought line because it's what it's what I find so like charming about acts like like the Dow Boys is it's that they like picked up twelve years ago, exactly on that moment and just pushed it forward. And it is sometimes I do kind of I guess ambiently think it's like it's a shame that we haven't been moving straight through. We'd be. I don't know what happened that just like so I wasn't around around then, but like. The scene just completely fell out from underneath itself, as far as I know. Like, I don't know what happened back then. It, this is so weird that it just all of a sudden it's gone. I guess it's like the end of MySpace or something did it, but it's just wild that it, that the whole thing's just gone for like you know ten years or whatever. I mean, I think a lot of it. It's like uh, it's like with any genre, man. Like you, you know, um, people find the parts of it that they can make formulaic and. Uh, 
and kind of push real easily and those bands get real big and then that's what people know about the scene who Mm -hmm. are like outside of the scene so it kind of stops attracting new people because it's you know it seems less interesting even though those other bands are still out there doing good shit they kind of get like co-opted by like fucking charlatans who learn like (laughs) three techniques and then are like yeah we're this scene now right Uh, i think that's exactly what the fuck happened to it and why you get like there was such a strong backlash from like um purists who were like fuck you know fuck mathcore and metalcore like it's all bullshit and it's like it's not it's not i swear to god it's not but you guys are just you know you're you're hearing the big bands and they suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh eventually everything swings back around it's it's a shame it took so long but like god damn it is there a really cool fucking movement uh right now it's crazy man that like metalcore used to be a bad word like i used it as a bad word back in the day too (laughs) but uh yeah i mean like false grind and stuff like it's just so weird all like the hate that was directed towards the genre you know and it is kind of funny now it is I hear false grind and I just think of um, ground. Ground, yeah. <laughs> I, I just get happy. Half band, half meme page. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Ground. Uh, ground. They're a uh, a kind of a grind band from New Jersey, but they're that like they're as well known for their memes and calling themselves false grind uh, <laughs> and making fun of themselves as they are for their music. Yeah, which is also dope. Like it, their music's fucking great, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of musings on the scene and all the bull. It's, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't even even really thought about that in such a long time because I've just been focused on like the now mm-hmm. and the shit that's happening. But it really did just kind of fucking disappear like fucking overnight. Yeah, yeah it, the bottom fell out. I mean, that was the best way to put it. Um, I even transiently stopped like really focusing on the scene for a good while after that too. And then, and then we started doing the podcast. And then you realize, oh, there's some people actually doing this now. That's weird. Uh, we were still <laughs> continuously blown away that, like, after five years, six bands every week, we find new compelling stuff. Like, it's it's great. The scene's yeah, so alive. Yeah, it's so wild, like, how, how wide it is. Like, the huge differences in sound, and it still falls under the same umbrella. It's like the epitome of music has no rules. You can do literally whatever you want. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. We, I mean, we go we go to the ends everywhere from harsh noise to, you know, epic, epic power metal type stuff, you know? Well, that's, I mean, I think that's what I love about this style specifically. Uh, like, I love saying fuck a genre and mm. just taking parts from everything and making it like indistinguishable you know it, <laughs> the it's, ultimate crossover yeah i mean it's crazy to see uh bands like vain sort of at like the front of the hardcore scene now where like fucking 10 years ago people probably would have been like what the fuck is this or uh, uh like fawn limbs finally give meaning to gent like yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone needs to take that back i'm sick of triangles and shit <laughs> yeah man um, I mean, or even Scram's coming back and kind of fusing with like either Crust or Chaotic. I mean, with Cloud Rat, where they're a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so is there uh, is there anything else you wanted to 
it's a plug or uh well fri- yeah. friday's the day right oh right yeah friday's a big day uh it's gonna be the album's gonna be name your price or the download so you can stop on by and get a free download um we don't yeah, encourage uh, that at from the pit pay the man <laughs> <laughs> well i just hope that you guys listen to it you know just trying to get it out there oh, um, God, also yeah. what, what is really interesting because so like a lot of bands man they'll uh they'll you know charge like eight dollars for their digital download of their album or whatever <laughs> even five dollars i think is a little egregious but uh, if you put your album as name your price and you make sure people know that it's name your price the pirating sites will link your band if for instead of a download link they'll link your band's band camp so it sends all these people to your page so they might like what they hear and maybe pick up some merch or something so that's uh just band marketing for me like that, that, that's my tip for, for everybody listening <laughs> that makes a lot I, you know i never really never really considered that especially like yeah i usually i don't like buying just a, a digital download uh like i prefer like if you know it usually comes with something if you buy it so like i'll normally try to grab a physical copy but a lot of bands can't afford to put out physical copies because there's a fucking cost up front so it's kind of uh that's a good way to kind of send people towards your band camp well yeah i wouldn't even have considered that like otherwise they don't even have the option to want to pay they just download it yeah huh yeah well also like it's on spotify already right i mean if you're doing it right your stuff's on spotify so like just they'll just go listen to it on spotify why do they gotta download your your album you know what i mean yeah so it's just like a free way to direct traffic to your site true and there's still those people that will drop money. Like I've had people give me, you know, money for uh, my downloads and stuff. So it's not like that's cutting that off at all. You know, some people want want to just pay you a dollar or whatever to show up as, you know, supporting you. Like the little picture on Bandcamp or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Could always, you know, might get you moved to the fucking front page or brought up in one of their articles by people who know nothing about the fucking music that they're talking about. Um, yeah oh god half of the there's like two people who write really good fucking metal articles at at band camp and then other times you look at them it's like i don't know what this is awful <laughs> they got jerry, um, jerry from accounting the phone today. <laughs> yeah uh no it's really funny to look through those uh it's a real hit or miss but you know maybe it uh maybe it gets you mentioned up there so that's true it's uh it's not a bad idea to get fucking traffic to your band camp yeah Word. All right, on man. It's uh, it's getting fairly late on a fucking Tuesday, uh, so we don't want to steal your entire night. But we really fucking appreciate you coming on, dude. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, keep in touch when you, when if you got that fucking Christmas EP coming out, <laughs> let us know. We'd love to have you on to talk about that shit. Hell yeah. Definitely, man. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. What is? Oh, what's your uh, your Bandcamp link again? Uh, the sound that ends creation dot bandcamp dot com. I'm also on Twitter. That's uh, the sound that end no s, just the sound that end. Uh, then obviously Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff on all the streaming websites. I have a YouTube channel. I, the, the YouTube channel doesn't have a custom URL, so it's just a bunch of letters and numbers. But just look up the sound that ends creation, and you'll find it. Nice. Well, there you go, guys. There's no shortage of places to fucking find this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully talk to you again in the future and maybe even fucking catch you at a live show at some point. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me.
Anytime, dude. Take it easy. You too. Bye. Later.